Georgiatis, welcome to my show, America Can We Talk? Welcome also to our radio listeners. Today we're going to talk about the truth explosion, America rejects the hard left, you gotta love this, Disney and DeSantis, Twitter, Netflix, and CNN Plus will run through their, those, their problems, uh, the sexual grooming pandemic, and Christianity as a cause for termination from your job. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. On America Can We Talk, I talk about election integrity, border security, healthcare freedom, race relations, energy and tax policy, education policy, free speech and assembly, freedom of religion, and all other issues that touch on the God-given right of every American to life, liberty, and the pursuit of their version of happiness. Stay tuned. America Can We Talk is sponsored by GC Works, a Dallas-based company performing advanced technology research in the oil and gas industry. And hello again and welcome to America Can We Talk and to today's First Five. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. You know, on this show so often we talk about all these issues that are, are really, really consequential for the world. Talk about border security, COVID policy, uh, Afghan policy, military policy. But among the things I, you know, the overarching goal of this show is to speak up and, and stand up to preserve America's unique and extraordinary greatness. And one basis or one piece of that is defending our culture, our children, our schools, our families. And I, it's been an interesting thing. Uh, what I really want to talk about in the first five is how easy it is if you are a consumer of news, if you, especially if you just happen to uh, read kind of headlines and not dive into stories, you will start to think that America has become overwhelmed with uh, radical leftism, that the voices you hear in the media, the issues that we face in public schools, the CRT agenda, the transgender advocacy agenda, all of that, you would think that there's a tiny minority of Americans trying to stand up for normalcy and that the country has otherwise gone radically left on everything. I mean, that's what you would think. You would think the country's gone radically left, but that really isn't true at all. Actually, what I'm here to say, my big uh, pearl of wisdom for the first five is America. By that, I mean the American people are overwhelmingly mainstream, main street, July 4th, apple pie, middle of the road, patriotic Americans. The vast majority of Americans are conservative. They may not use that word, but the vast majority of Americans do not like anything the anti-American left is doing. Not anything. They don't like their agenda on, on a whole host of issues, but you wouldn't know that by reading the headlines. You would think that anyone standing up for just kind of normalcy in mainstream America is in some minute, uh, you know, tiny little far-right conspiracy uh, group. But the truth is, I'm going to start with some numbers from a Gallup poll. And I'm going to mention by Gallup, when Gallup does polling, to be really clear, Gallup is not a conservative organization. If anything, they trend left the way they put polls out. They try to push the left-wing agenda. And yet again, I sent this to Mr. Becker and the entire team helping out with the show this week. But to Mr. Becker, I sent a, a picture from an article that is about 
where we are ideologically in America. And I want you to look at that for just a moment and, and consider these facts. What they're basically doing, this poll uh, was done at the end of 2021. You can see, if you look across the screen to the left and the bottom, it goes back to 1992. And the simple story is, the simple, overwhelming, unavoidable truth in America is that there are about as many people who self-describe as conservatives and who self-describe as moderates, meaning there are 37% of Americans at this point, end of 2021, who say they are moderate and 36% who say they are conservative. So if you add 36 and 37 together, let me see, that gets to nearly three quarters of America. You only have that little dotted line along the bottom is the people who will self-identify as liberals. And I'm going to point something out about that. Right now, at the 2021, it's 25% liberal, and that's up from 1992, where you can see it's at 17% liberal. And the reason I'm saying this, you can come back to me now, the reason I'm saying this is, this is actually an amazing compliment, an amazing uh, kind of praise or, or just uh, admiration for the American people and their ability to weed their way through to uh, and, and to throw out the garbage the left is flinging at America because America is still overwhelmingly conservative. It's 73% of Americans are either conservative or moderate and only 25% liberal. Now you notice they don't bother even polling, even Gallup, who's always trying to push things to the left, even Gallup did not include uh, who self-identifies as a Marxist, a socialist, a communist, because there are those people in our country. And, and don't get me wrong, those people in our country, the one who have the Marxist agenda deeply embedded in their dark and evil hearts, they have positions of power. And this is the, the place we find ourselves. Leftists hold positions of power in this country, meaning not just in government, because that is true that we have, right now we have a very radically left government in Washington, D.C., and in some states. But they also hold the levers of power in communication, in media, in journalism, in academia, in the ways in which our children are taught and how they end up emerging into society. So it's actually a tremendous compliment that even though the left has been on this mission literally for four decades or more in this country to destroy the American spirit, love of freedom, love of independence, love of the American idea, love of basic conservative values. As I often say, you know, conservatism is just life. Life or life is conservative. The reality of life is conservative. And so even with all of that pressure by the left wing that has many, many, uh, has their fingers on the controls of many aspects of American society, the truth is America is still really conservative. You just wouldn't know it if you only read headlines or if you just pay attention to the, the uh, topics that seem to grab headlines. And so all of us are watching, for example, uh, the abandonment of the southern border. Nobody likes that. The, the Marxists who run this country just do it anyway. They just abandon the border because that fits their agenda. They push CRT and the transgender advocacy agenda uh, in kindergarten and public schools. P parents don't like that and don't want it, and the families don't want it, but they push it because they have the ability to do so. So my message of the first five is we should be very heartened by the idea that despite literally decades of brainwashing effort by the anti-American Marxist left, most of America recognizes they don't want to be liberal. They most certainly don't want to be Marxist, socialist, or communist. Having said that, I want to point, I mentioned two other things. We're going to be talking today 
a lot about what's happening in Florida, along with other things. But there's also been this impression created in America that this transgender movement is, is pretty much just taking over the nation and that we just have you know, a, a, just an a explosion of transgenderism. What we have is an explosion of the left's determination to push the transgender agenda on America. That's what it is. It's an explosion of the left to push transgenderism in public schools all the way down to kindergarten and, and claim it as a reality for a five-year-old and claim it as something that must be tolerated and more than just tolerated, honored and, and almost placed on a shelf to be worshipped. But you know what the numbers are? What percentage of Americans, even with all this endless, relentless pushing by the anti-American left to try to tell America that transgenderism is on the rise, the percentage of Americans who self-identify as transgender is zero point four. And even within zero point four, the vast majority of those are young people who have recently emerged from the brainwashing institutions that we call our schools. The vast majority of Americans, there's not even a, they're not even a blip on the radar in terms of the number of transgender and the people who self-identify as transgender. And yet we are spending mountains of time in public schools fighting against the transgender agenda, fighting against the school's efforts to propagandize children. And I'm saying all this because I want to give you a feeling of encouragement about America, a feeling that, now I, I'm, to be really clear, I raise the alarm bell all the time that in this country, we have a radical leftist, Marxist, socialist, communist movement rising and growing in power, and that individual freedom is being lost in this country. Nothing I'm saying today is in any way contradictory to that. What I'm focusing on today has to do with this, this immensely intensive effort by the transgender activist movement to push it as something that is a, a reality, that is something you can, be, you can figure out when you're you know, under five years old or just starting kindergarten, and to try to push it as something as though it is, a, a, a belong, a, is deserving of mainstream, large-scale, public school, public uh, you know, marketplace of ideas, protection, in fact, adoration. Nothing even close. America really is on track, to, and in many ways, the way people identify themselves, they really are on track with the pro-America agenda that got America rolling, the pro-America agenda that came from our founding documents. Most Americans are right with it. And I want to encourage you to recognize that because you can sometimes think, wow, conservatism is all alone. No, we're not. We're the majority. We're the vast majority. But it will take concerned, focused, committed, relentless defenders of America to keep America on track because the left is relentless at all moments on every issue. And that, my very fine friends, is, oh, wait, 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 I'll tell you one more quick thing. This is why people love Ron DeSantis, you know, the governor uh, of Florida. He made some comments about, you know, voters coming to Florida. And I sent this clip to Mr. Becker, but he made his, these comments um, about all the voters who are moving, leaving California because it's so loony and going to Florida. And I, if you have that clip, I'll quick play his clip. There is cause for concern because if you look at like Texas would have all these companies move from California over the years. So you'd have companies move from San Francisco to Austin and they'd bring hundreds of employees with them. And those employees would vote the exact same way 
they voted that turned San Francisco into the dumpster fire that it is. And it's like the leftism, they will not draw the connection between their leftist ideology and the destruction that's all around them. And so it is a problem because I do think there's a class of voters who are, would, would come to Florida and they would continue to vote the same way. Okay, I love that. San Francisco has a dumpster fire, you're not kidding. This is why people love DeSantis, because he is not pushed around by all these headlines we hear about. He's not pushed around by all this agenda of the left and does not push, is not pushed around thinking that maybe the world really has gone totally woke. And he, he, he's got his feet on the ground. He's grounded. And therefore, he can make statements like that. I, I, God love the man. And that, my very friend, friends, it's today's first five. Okay, so I call this next segment uh, Disney and DeSantis, Twitter, Netflix, and CNN+. Plus. This is my celebration already early and cautious, but already, or by celebration, or at least my proof that conservative America, when I say conservative, I'm just talking love of freedom, love of the idea we have individual rights given to us by God, love of free speech, love of the idea that America exists as an extraordinary gift to its citizens, that it does matter, that it is unique. America uh, is a wonderful country filled with people who love America. That is what the truth is. That's what I'm celebrating. So there are four, uh, you know, kind of body blows the anti-American left took really in the last week or so. They're kind of wonderful to recount. I'm going to start with, I mean, just, I could, and those are the four I just mentioned. Uh, I'm going to start with CNN. Now, CNN, and people have called it, you know, since I think it came out, it actually came into being during Bill Clinton's presidency. I'm not sure, but anyway, people used to call it the Clinton News Network or the Communist News Network. They always have had low ratings, low, 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 low ratings, and especially compared to more straightforward news sources. I would even include Fox News uh, has been a relatively, I mean, they used to be more conservative than they are now, but uh, almost every network outdid CNN. Almost every network outdid CNN. So they were already kind of a, uh, to use DeSantis' turn, dumpster fire of a network. But they tried something called CNN Plus, and CNN Plus was their effort to kind of prove that they had a lot of followers, bring some money in, and kind of build their brand, build their membership. So they advertised CNN Plus was something you could join. And then you get to watch special, I don't know, you know, special programming by some of their special people. So to understand what happened, happened to them, they launched CNN Plus. So you have to get members to, to join. They, CNN, spent $300 million dollars. $300 million launching CNN Plus, plus they spent somewhere between $100 million and $200 million additional dollars in advertising to just, you know, just leap onto the scene, CNN Plus, you know, and they're just, if you don't, I mean, I'm going to guess if you're my listener, you don't listen to CNN very often, but they endlessly have the left wing uh, just coverage of everything. They were just a, a four-year diatribe of hatred toward President Trump. Uh, not, not honest reporting, you know, puffing up things that, that made the left look good that didn't deserve it. And they're just the most biased, anti-American, you know, pro-radical leftist uh, news out there. Out there's really, that is, is out there. Maybe MSNBC kind of ties. Anyway, so they launched CNN Plus. They spent $300 million launching another between $100 million and $200 million to advertise. And they shut it down after one month because the answer is, Nobody wants to subscribe to have to listen to CNN's communist blather. Nobody wants to. They had under 10,000 viewers daily, meaning those people were the ones foolish enough to pay 
to be part of CNN Plus, under 10,000 a day. I mean, for a national network claiming to be the, a premier network, they're a joke. And I'll tell you something really great about this. As one example, we're going to talk about Twitter in a moment, but, you know, in Twitter, uh, what was happening, and people are now realizing it more and more, is Twitter, also very radically left-wing until two days ago. So Twitter has been very, very responsible for, you know, tweaking up, using uh, algorithms, using bots to prop up left-wing causes, left-wing things, uh, tamp down conservative things, uh, and people often question whether the followers people had on Twitter had any connection to reality at all. I mean, any at all. Was it just manufactured by Twitter? Well, part of this, I think, is what's happening to CNN. Manufactured fake news made them think in their little left-wing bubble at CNN that they were really popular. I mean, I don't know if any of them even believed all of the uh, numbers that were often showing that no one listened to CNN. Obviously, they thought they had a great product. It's why they launched CNN+. And the fact is, this was the reality check. When the rubber meets the road and you got to write a check or put it on a credit card to, in order to join CNN Plus, uh, nada. People said, no thanks. This is a great validation of my point from the first segment. America does not like the garbage spewed out by the anti-American left. Lots more details. In fact, there's a great piece, I think we put it up on our website, by Emerald Robinson, who's a fabulous writer, very entertaining. She called her uh, column, Goodbye to CNN Plus. I think it's linked to our website, americancanwetalk.org. Very, very entertaining. CNN Plus, down the toilet, uh, couldn't happen to a more deserving um, outlet. Okay, so CNN was one of them. Uh, another one uh, is, um, oh, that was CNN Plus. Also, another one is Netflix. Lost a ton of money. I meant to look up before I left here how much they have lost in market share, but it's a lot. Nobody likes Netflix, and, I, and, and there are many, many reasons. I'll just point to one example. Netflix, again, endlessly pushing the left-wing, loopy ideology through uh, alleged entertainment. Uh, and, some, and Netflix has some good things. I mean, all these outlets have some good things. But Netflix, as one example, was the one who ran a couple of years ago now the Cutie story or Cutie series, which was grotesquely offensive. We'll leave it at that. And then they announced recently they have a new series starting at Netflix called The Pregnant Man. Not kidding. The Pregnant Man coming out of Japan. It's a series about a guy. You know, I, I don't even know what gender he or it believes it's married to. But in any case, a couple. The guy is allegedly pregnant. And in this story, uh, it's, um, it's trying to act like it's just... So, you know, the driven agenda to normalize transgenderism, uh, the, the line from the Japanese comedy drama, when a successful advertising executive who has, has it all figured out gets pregnant, man gets pregnant, uh-huh, he's forced to confront social injustices he never considered before. And they chose this thinking, oh, this will fly. And, you know, America's just sick of this garbage, sick of these lies. Men don't get pregnant. And that's the end of the story. There, there's, no, there's no reason for all this shifting to pregnant person. Women get pregnant because that is what they, how their body came equipped to bear children. Men do not get pregnant no matter what forms of surgery or fantasy they engage in. Men don't get pregnant. And this is part of what Netflix, just a good example about Netflix. People just like, just, just spare me. Just please spare me. Okay. Uh, another one was uh, having to do with Twitter. Um, and on Twitter, you know, as, in, as you know, we've been talking, Elon Musk purchased Twitter. And so they had a, a clip. I have to see if I sent it. I, I had too many clips today. It was my problem. Um, 
But on Twitter, they have just meltdowns uh, out the wazoo um, about people who are um, about that Musk is taking over Twitter. And of course, he believes in free speech, which they find so obnoxious. I want to tell you a few things they're doing. Because leftists hate free speech, hate free speech, the leftist agenda is always to shut down anyone who will not agree with them. And if they can't shut them down, as Twitter did regularly, they shut down the former president of the United States. If you can't, if the leftists cannot shut down a conservative, then they turn to one of the labels they use for everyone who won't agree with them. The person is either a racist, a xenophobe, a homophobe, a uh, some other word, you know, a hater. Everybody who expresses a view the left hates, and they have no response in substance, no you know substantive policy answer or explanation. They resort to name calling and absurdly false accusations. One came out of Joy Reid. This is clip one, Mr. Becker. Uh, Joy Reid, uh, who still has a job at MSNBC. I thought they fired her. I don't know. I mean, MSNBC, Joy Reid still has a show. Here's what she had to say about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. They don't want to just be in the club. They're, they, they are on the, you know, they've been described as being on the outside of the culture looking in through the glass. But they don't just want to come in. They want to come in and be able to punch people in the face and walk around and laugh about it and yes. not have anyone be able to stop them. The, the thing is, the, the enjoyment they get out of being in this town square is being able to harass people, being able to attack people. There was a time when people had the double hashtags around their names because they were Jewish and right wingers were saying, get in the oven anytime you made any benign comment on Twitter. They attacked women. The, the, you know, the misogyny was crazy on Twitter for a while. Elon Musk, I guess he, you know, he misses the old South Africa in the 80s. He wants, he wants that back. Okay. I cannot tell if the guy sitting there is really, really regretting he agreed to come on that show with her. But I want to say something in an honest to goodness, very serious note about Joy Reid and MSNBC. What she said is not only absurd, it almost hints at, it's like she's mentally unbalanced, truly mentally unbalanced. And I, I do mean that. You have the left in this country resorting to using the accusation of racism toward anyone who won't agree with them. Anyone who won't agree with them is, is a, you know, they just, they just find a way to vilify and destroy. Racism is a very common, as one of their common weapons of choice, the left uses to say, if someone won't agree with me, they must be a racist. And this is what they say on issue after issue. Anyone who disagrees with the leftist must be a racist. Well, Joy Reid, has apparently actually believes that, takes that to heart. And so she's hysterical because a guy who happened to grow up in South Africa and now is American, happened to grow up in South Africa because he supports free speech, he must be longing for the days of apartheid in South Africa. I mean, she's actually saying that, ascribing that motive to him. Now, you've got to know Twitter, for one, Twitter, in fact, Elon Musk has been brilliant recently, uh, talking about things like how wrong it was that Twitter took down, would not allow discussion of the story of Hunter Biden's laptop, which, as more people understand what's on it, they, and in fact, voters polled said uh, there was a, a, a outcome-changing percentage of Biden voters who said they wouldn't have voted for him had they known about the laptop. But Twitter silenced that story. 
silenced the coverage. It was New York Post, I think, ran the story originally. And Twitter said, no, you can't talk about that. So what she's saying is, I mean, she's complaining about is that somebody like Elon Musk would say, you know, you really shouldn't have tamped down that story. You really shouldn't have hidden the uh, story about the uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. That he must be a racist to think that. I mean, do, do you get the complete? That's why I'm saying I think she's actually mentally unbalanced. I, I really do, and I don't say that uh, in a mocking way. I, I think she needs help. She's actually come to believe that anyone who supports free speech, anyone who might question why Twitter shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story, must be. I, I mean, I, I, she sounds earnest, like she really thinks that no one could think like that. No one could support free speech like Elon Musk does unless they're somehow a, a rabid apartheid sorting, uh, supporting racist. I mean, that's what she's... There's not even... I'm getting at... There's not even logic to what she's saying. So Elon Musk has been called a racist by her and others because he wants to have free speech. He was called a misogynist, you know, being anti-women or diminishing women because he was questioning the decisions made by the uh, powers that be, including female leaders at Twitter, who shut down some stories. And so instead of responding to why we thought it was a good idea to bury the Hunter Biden story, laptop story, which they could have responded, they resort to racist and misogynist. Honestly, and again, back to my theme for today, we are celebrating that Twitter finally has somebody who is going to protect free speech. Now, I'm not telling, I've told you since Monday's show, Elon Musk is no conservative. He holds many views I, I strongly disagree with. But if he means what he says about free speech, that we're in a better place than we were. We're still in a better place than we were. But anyway, so Joy Reid, and, and I mean, the whole mess at Twitter goes on. Uh, there was actually, I don't have time for it, I don't think, but there was a leaked um, audio coming out of the Twitter board meeting. I mean, I don't know. Mr. Becker, how long is that? Can you tell me? I, I have a little link that is, uh, is uh, the audio. Uh, it's about a minute and three quarters. Yeah, I got to skip it, I think. Anyway, I'll save it for you, I swear, people. In any case, the audio, I mean, the people at the Twitter board meeting are beside themselves in tears. They, they cannot believe what's happening. They're asking. Uh, it's, they're, they're all talking. It's an emotional day. Uh, I want to acknowledge this. They can't believe that someone who loves free speech and will defend it is actually going to be in charge at Twitter because they have loved, loved, to use a polite word, curating the news. They have loved, to use a real word, censoring conservatives, and they are just blown away that actually someone is going to come along and allow free speech. This is the mindset of the liberal who thinks, and at liberal is too nice a word, the hard left in this country, which includes the people who ran Twitter. I guess Jack Dorsey accepted, but in any case, they are outraged that anyone gets to say something they don't agree with. And this is a, this is a great victory for free speech and Twitter, and honestly, it's a little bit fun to watch the meltdowns. Last one, and the celebration of, I, I call this the beginning of the truth explosion, these are really significant things happening to shift the culture in America, shift the American political conversation. And the last one has to do with the ongoing battle in Florida uh, between the Florida legislature. We'll be talking more about this in a moment, but the Florida legislature, uh, which has passed and Governor DeSantis has signed the bill that says we're not going to sexually, we're not going to poison the minds of kindergartners. We're not going to sexually propagandize kindergartners through third graders. We're not going to just 
fill their days with sexual uh, attraction and sexual uh, alluring them into and grooming them into thinking they might be fluidly gendered, they might be misgendered, they might be what their parent, they, they might be something that other than what their body tells them they are. The lunacy of this ideology, this transgender ideology, and, and just gender identity ideology that has permeated public schools, this is why DeSantis is loved, because he just says we're not doing that. I mean, even beyond, there's actually no reason that kids from fourth grade to 12th grade should have to listen to it either, but at least in getting a start, parents, right, supporting the parents' strongly held desires to not have the school just infuse the poison of transgenderism and trans and grooming into the minds of children. So Disney, as you well know, spoke up in favor of uh, gender of tra transgender advocacy, spoke up in favor of grooming, which is what's happening to the children in public schools. We're going to hit that story in a little while, but Disney spoke up in favor of that grooming, grooming and spoke up in favor of schools and teachers who want to continue to lure five-year-olds into questioning their gender. And Disney has lost, and I looked it up to so I did not say the numbers incorrectly, a ton of money. Essentially, their market cap, their market cap has fallen in the time when they took this act took this action of challenging and criticizing the Florida legislature 30 billion, B as in boy billion, $30 billion market cap loss of Disney. And they've lost subscribers. And I don't know what it's going to take, but this is a message from the American people to Disney. We don't like it. We, they were not on board for this lunatic leftist transgender grooming agenda. And we want you to stop defending it. For our radio listeners, very quickly, if you're listening on radio, this is America Can We Talk. My website is americacanwetalk.org. My name is Debbie Georgiatis. You're going to go off to a three-minute break. Our radio listeners, come back. Do not go away. We have a whole other half an hour of great stuff, great stories. Uh, come back to America Can We Talk, but also check out our website. And there you can also listen to the show live and find all sorts of other goodies about our show. So come back after your break. Okay, for our listeners who are online, which is most of my listeners, um, there is just much more to go in the, uh, this crazy, crazy day. But it's kind of, I don't know, kind of upbeat today. Some days I get just, just so deeply frustrated with what's occurring in our country. Uh, but today, somehow, it just seems like, you know, um, I, sanity is winning. It's not that conservatives are winning or Republicans are winning. Sanity is winning. Truth is winning. That is what is happening. I am Mr. Becker. If I could, if you can stand, I'm going to shift, uh, switch the sequence of our topics. So, a very quick story about this um, amazing battle going on uh, in Hollywood. And this is, I, I call this thing Christianity is a termination uh, equals termination for cause. Okay, so there's a super actor, uh, superstar actor, Chris Pratt, and he's amazingly and, and just shockingly deeply Christian. I mean, he, he actually believes in the Christian faith. And so, uh, so some of the left-wing fans of Marvel contacted the producer, the director, James Gunn, and said, we want Chris Pratt taken off. You've got to remove him. You've got to take him down. And they're angry. What they're angry about is that he's Christian. And he says so. And he goes to a church which they have designated as not LGBTQ inclusive. I don't even know where he goes to church. I don't care where he goes to church, actually. I mean, I love the Christian faith. I'm deeply Christian myself. But I think that, you know, everyone has a right to have any faith or no faith at all. 
But this guy, Chris Pratt, famous actor, successful actor, came out, it's like coming out and admitting a deep, dark secret that he's deeply Christian and he attends some church which the leftist LGBTQ radical agenda pushers don't like. They, 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 don't, they find it to be a church that doesn't embrace their LGBTQ agenda, and so they want him... Um, they want him gone. They want him fired. And fortunately for uh, Chris Pratt, the director, James Gunn, had a great um, tweet out. Um, he's, and he's basically saying, you want him fired? And here's the tweet. For what? Because of your made-up, utterly false beliefs about him? For something that someone else told you about him that's not true? Chris Pratt would never be replaced as Star-Lord. And if he ever was, we would all be going with him. And the uh, this... Uh, People attacking Chris Pratt have basically said his church is infamously anti-LGBTQ. That's why he has to go. And it's really an interesting thing. Back to our opening segment, the LGBTQ, at least the transgender world in America, transgender world, 0.4%. It's actually overall population in America, 7% total LGBTQ uh, for all age groups. Welcome back to our radio listeners. We're wrapping up our story about Chris Pratt who is an actor uh, in Marvel. He is the, uh, and he's, uh, I guess, really beloved and respected. Um, obviously, I'm not familiar with this. I don't watch TV or movies very much. But anyway, Chris Pratt, uh, there was pushing from the anti-American left, the just endless, relentless advocates of LGBTQ agenda above everything else, urging that he be fired, Chris Pratt be fired, because he has, has the audacity to attend a Christian church, which they have decided is, is anti-LGBTQ. He's not pushing his faith. He's not getting on set and, and giving uh, speeches or trying to convert people. He's entitled as an American to his beliefs, his religious beliefs, and this is making the left out of their minds. That somebody famous is openly Christian and attends a church they have decided is not LGBTQ inclusive. I, I gotta love it. I, I love the directors standing up. I love the instant no thank you people. I'll tell you one th problem we've had. I talked in the beginning of the show how America has, you know, the vast majority of Americans are right on track. I mean, forget the word conservative, even though you gotta have, you, you gotta use words, but right on track with the idea of America as a good, strong, noble country, that the founding ideas of America are the right ideas. They love freedom. They love freedom of speech. They like free markets. They love America. The vast majority, nearly 75% of Americans polled by the left-wing Gallup group say they are either conservative or moderate. And it's a tiny, it's a much lower percentage say they're liberal. As I said, they wouldn't even think of polling communists and Marxists and socialists because you'd find it was a minuscule portion. But the loudmouth left gets more attention out of American media and more attention, therefore, from the American public because they're loudmouths, because they control the levers of power. So I love that they're finally a little bit of pushback. Okay, we're going to do one more great story, but before we get there, before we get there, the last thing we're going to talk about, which actually I really want to focus on and, and talk about in a moment, the sexual grooming pandemic. But before we get there, I want to tell you several things about this show. Number one, thank you so very much for listening. However you're listening, I urge you to go to our website, americacanwetalk.org. At that website, click on the word subscribe, americacanwetalk.org. Hit on the word subscribe. Subscribe to our once-weekly newsletter, which I write myself. I send you once-a-week email. 
targeting Friday, sometimes it's not till Sunday, but it gets out on the weekend, and I tie into all our past interviews, I tie into past shows, we have our blog posts, we have our Why It Matters series, we have my weekly column for you. It's a really simple email. We're updating the format in the next month or so, but it's a great email, so subscribe to the email. Consider supporting this show. This is a truly, genuinely listener-supported show. If you like what you learn here, you like what you are hearing, please consider supporting the show. You can become a member. You can go to americacanwetalk.org, and at the top it says members. Click on that. Join America Can We Talk for $50 a year, $50 a year. It's practically nothing. It supports keeping this show on air, and it also entitles you to discounted tickets to our upcoming fall summit, October 15th, and to our upcoming products that should be up I hope by the end of May. We're kind of getting, it's been a slow process getting this rolling, but it is a, to, the reason to join America Can We Talk is to support conservative, straightforward, well-informed, earnest patriotism from me. It's to support the message of the show, the message of preserving America. I truly would appreciate your support. You can also, uh, two other ways to support this show uh, and also get little goodies for yourself. Uh, one is you can go to mypillow.com. And at MyPillow.com, I will tell you that they have great, high-quality, reasonably priced, endurable, great products. The pillows from MyPillow, the very first product that Mike Lindell came up with, the pillows are great quality. My husband and I have them in every room in the house. Uh, we actually love them. And so my, the pillows are uh, well-priced, very well-made. Choices if you like the medium, you know, soft, medium, or hard. Uh, they also have great quality bath towels. They fill our house. Bath towels, sheets, uh, slippers, bath robes. We use all these products ourselves. If you go to MyPillow.com, you can support this show by ordering a lot of stuff, ordering birthday gifts and things for yourself. And at the checkout, at the promo code, enter the words Debbie G, D-E-B-B-I-E-G, Debbie G. And then when you get your order, you'll get up to 66% off of your total order by putting in Debbie G in the promo code. So you get great quality prices, a discounted, uh, great quality products, discounted price, mailed right to your home, and I get a small piece of compensation, which helps keep this show in the air. The other also wonderful product that I, I can also urge you to buy or consider buying is a beverage that I drink every morning called HydroShot. And HydroShot, we're gonna put that picture up in a minute. HydroShot is a, a, a um, uh, a health, not just a health beverage, I'm even good enough to say, it's a, it's a small can beverage you drink once a day in the morning. It truly does increase your performance, your endurance, your focus. It has infused hydrogen. It's a process nobody else has. It is a, is a process that allows faster penetration of all of the goodies in this product into your system. I truly find it uh, just, just uh, it's a wake up. It increases focus. I can tell you that athletes you've heard of drink it every morning. To get this, you go to H and then the numeral 2 Bev, B-E-V.com, H2Bev.com. Again, there, use a promo code DEBBIEG, D-E-B-B-I-E-G, and then you get there 10% off your order when you use that promo code, and I get small compensation from them too. HydroShot gets delivered to your house. You can't buy it anywhere else except online. Love to have you try it. I'm, you're going to love it. I love it. And I hope you will try it too. Okay, now back to our final story. Um, okay, one last thing to plug about this show, though, is to be sure and mark your calendars for October 15th. We're going to have a great summit October 15th. But 
More on that uh, probably next week, actually. So the last story, and, and maybe the most important story of the day, because you know I talked about how I love on this show, I talk about all aspects of saving and preserving America. I am wonderfully happy talking about COVID policy and government control of the healthcare system and border policy and military policy and tax policy and the freedom to own property and every other piece or so many wonderful pieces that make up what America is. All of those things I talk about um, on this show. I want to focus in today on something that I know is much more tender to talk about and has, uh, you know, as the anti-American left forever does, if you try to venture into these topics, they quickly label you in some horrible way. But it matters to have you understand what I'm going to talk about. I called it um, the sexual grooming pandemic. And I actually really mean that. And I want to just tell you the reaction to the uh, Florida governor deciding that he was going to sign the parents' rights bill that basically says we're not going to introduce poison, uh, the transgender alluring grooming poison, into the minds of kindergartners through third graders in Florida. This is, this is a most basic bill. There should be zero people complaining about it. There should be people embarrassed that they ever got started with this agenda, with this agenda in the public schools. But I want to start by showing you uh, what they're up against, what we're up against in trying to keep this sexual grooming of children and go ahead and call it that. It is sexual grooming of children. It is enticing, alluring kids into seeing themselves at very young ages as sexual beings, as having the capacity to define their own gender, regardless of what the obvious evidence is from their own anatomy. It is a perverse agenda has invaded the public schools and Florida is is taking this step to stand up other states need to do the same so there is a clip uh, this uh, very Mr. Becker I think is clip two and this is the president of the American Federation of Teachers named Randy Weingarten oh it's a woman named Randy Weingarten and she's actually being asked about you know their union she's a, so a teachers union president a national teachers union president she's being asked why are you guys so opposed to the Florida bill that actually prohibits, that stands up for parents' rights and prohibits children from ages five to eight from being taught in public schools, from being taught sexual grooming and luring them into transgenderism? Why are you so opposed to that? You have that clip? Clip two. Same. It's, it's this notion. And look, we're... You know, we've been very lucky in America, and we, in some ways, live in a bubble for a long time. This is propaganda. Yep. This is misinformation. This is the way in which wars start. This is the way in which hatred starts. Okay. She's saying that if schools can no longer teach kindergartners, can no longer sexually groom kindergartners, that it might start a war. I mean, she's actually saying that. I'm not exaggerating what she's saying. There's another clip I want to play. Um, and this is, I, I want to just warn you that I sent this uh, to Mr. Becker, one of the follow-up emails. But this is actually a clip that was, is available um, on YouTube. I think it's um, on um, Twitter. It's on my uh, Twitter page. But I want to just have you play this. This is a, uh, well, let's play it first. And I'll tell you what it is. It's the, yeah, go ahead.
How you doing? Thanks for being here. <laughs> I love that you love root beer caffeine free. Okay. That, first of all, that's ABC, Disney. This is an event they sponsored and they're celebrating. They have people in the audience clapping and this child, a, you know, child is engaged in very alluring sexual prancing around, you know, floppy on the floor, all of that. And the worst thing is almost too gross to tell you, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you in case you didn't know, that's a boy. That's a boy who's been taught by our society that dressing up like a girl, strutting and uh, gyrating like a girl is really cool and gets him attention. A boy who should be, I don't know, you know, out, you know, skipping rocks on a lake or learning how to hit a baseball. That's a boy. And so when I tell you, when I say grooming, it is not too harsh a word. This boy didn't end up this way just because of the public schools. But the mindset that begins in the public schools that instills in kids this idea that, you know, anything goes sexually, there's nothing, nothing wrong with behaving in a sexualized manner when you're a young child, that you should, you know, think of your gender as something fluid you can change every day. This is the outcome. This one child, I mean, I, I know this, I, I've asked myself many times, where in the world are that boy's parents? I don't even think I want to know. But these things we talk about, about when we have parents showing up at school boards and saying, we don't want the LGBTQ agenda in our school. We don't want to have the, um, the advocacy for young children to think that gender is a decision. Gender is fluid. We don't want that in our schools. We don't want our kids taught that. We want you to stop teaching them that. These are parents who are thinking like the responsible parents really in every generation thought. They are trying to protect the, the atmosphere of thought, the ideas that get planted in the heads and the minds of very young children. Parents who actually recognize that part of the responsibility of parenting is not just keep a roof over the head and food on the table and make sure they have adequate clothing and heat in the, you know, in the winter and air conditioning in the summer. That part of your, your biggest job as a parent is, is to instill values in your child, to teach truth to your child. And so you protect your child. If you were a parent or if you are a parent and you were looking for after school care or daycare, and you found someone in your neighborhood who said, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I have an after-school program, and you discover that they were the leader of a white supremacist movement, I'm going to guess everybody would say, no thanks. I don't want my child around someone who believes something so wrong. We, we would all recognize the goal to protect children from being immersed in the atmosphere of thought surrounded by people who believe things that you deeply don't believe in. White supremacy is one example, but there are other examples. If someone said, yeah, you know, I'm your neighbor. I can take you after school kids. Now, I'm a drug dealer, by the way, you know, so I'm doing drug transactions. And I'm, I'm high, but, you know, don't worry. Your kid will be safe. I'll make sure he gets his snack. I'll make sure he takes a nap, whatever he's supposed to do. You would say, 
I don't want my child around someone who is luring him or her into thinking that drug dealing and drug use and abuse of uh, recreational drugs is normal and healthy and acceptable. You would say no. So now turn back to public schools. The public schools are grooming children to believe that the LGBTQ agenda, which includes luring children into thinking that their own gender is a subject of, I don't know, you know, what, what do you think today? Or I, I think this today, but other days I think other things. I mean, this is what is happening um, with the, um, uh, this is what's happening in public schools and why parents, I'm quick checking, there was one more uh, clip I was going to send, I didn't send it, but in any case, you can watch, in fact, linked on our website today, americacanwetalk.org, if you go to the article, which appeared, I think, in PJ Media, uh, you can look at the clip, look at that article. There are clips in there showing the kind of videos that kids are taught and are shown and the kind of lessons are given in very young schools. And one of them, I guess I didn't send it to him, but one of them was this um, very attractive, real, really pretty lady teacher standing in front. She's saying, Okay, class, you know, my pronouns are she, her, and that's because I'm a woman, and when I was your age, I was a girl. Um, but, you know, everybody doesn't always have their body, their anatomy, match who they are. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And so she runs through how the idea that just because you're born with, and she mentions female body parts, she says, just because you're born with a vulva, does that make you a girl? And the class is all going, no, no. Okay, and then just because you're born with a penis, does that make you a boy? No, no. Kids are being taught this lunacy, fantasy, transgender ideology in, in the same way if the teacher was upstairs, up, up in the front of the room, talking about, you know, I don't know, you know, do you think elephants are carnivores or are they herbivores? I mean, in this really factual way in which you would impart knowledge about zoo animals or, you know, uh, photosynthesis or any topic, they're speaking in a factual, pragmatic way, in a tone of pragmatism to very, very young children planting the seeds that you should think of yourself as any gender you want to be and you can change your gender and nobody gets to tell you you can't and don't you listen to those silly parents they could be wrong you talk to us speaking of that luring of children i want uh i didn't send this to uh mr becker to put up but i'm going to just tell you this uh kind of mind-blowing um letter that was sent to it is put out by what they call the human rights campaign and when you think human rights campaign, you might be thinking, I mean, a lot of Americans think, yeah, I'm in favor of human rights. You know, I'm afraid of favor of equality and no slavery. I'm afraid I'm in favor of freedom of speech and freedom of religion. The human rights campaign, though, is utter, utter, determined celebration and advocacy of the LGBTQ agenda. And right now, pretty much everyone's focusing on the T, the transgender, trying to normalize transgenderism and trying to teach kids at very young ages and still in their thinking, you know, you might really be transgender regardless of what your mommy and daddy or even your doctor says. This is a letter from a woman named Joni Madison. She happens, she's the interim president of the human rights campaign. She puts a letter out, it's a public letter out to trans kids. And this is, they also kind of make it a cute seat to, oh, trans kids. Okay, I'll get, say in a second more about that term, trans kids. So she writes, hey kids, let me start off with this. I'm your biggest fan. I deeply admire your unique story, 
your self-awareness, and your ability to change your life, your own life, and the lives of your family members for the better just by being yourself. This is what I want you to know. I will always have your back. I don't know if you, and then she's, it goes into saying all these mean schools won't let transgender advocacy and grooming into the elementary school. She complains about that because she says, but, and I'm fighting for you. It's not fair. And she goes into how you should be able to play sports. In whatever gender you claim you are, you should get to play that sport. And these people are mean, mean, mean not to let boys compete in girls' sports. Then she goes on to say, because I know the truth about trans and non-binary kids that most people don't realize, this world, this world needs kids like you to grow up and become bold, brave, and proud adults. I'll keep fighting for you, for your trans, for you and young trans and non-binary kids in every state to be able to uh, grow up in a world where you're protected, respected, and celebrated. I'm here for you. Keep loving yourself. We'll make sure the world follows suit. With so much love, Joni Madison. I want you to just put yourself in the place of a young child, kindergarten, first, second, third, even, honestly, up to middle school and maybe some even high school. Maybe things aren't going so well socially. Maybe you don't have as many friends as the popular kids. Maybe, you know, things aren't great at home. Maybe you're a girl, but you're kind of a tomboy or you're a boy, but you don't like sports very much. You, you prefer to, you know, music and reading or something. The formation of your identity, your self, is something that parents, since time began, try to instill in their children and instill in the idea that you have God-given goodness and, and God-given identity that you have a place and a purpose, that you don't have to be like everybody else, that you should be yourself, that you should know you have God-given gifts and develop those gifts. These are messages parents have taught their children since time began. And they would recognize a young girl who's a tomboy, let her be a tomboy. A young boy who prefers some of the games or, or activities that are seen to be seen as more feminine, let them be that. But the difference between parents leading their kids along the path toward becoming adults in the gender, in the body they were born in, a boy or a girl, it's a very, very evil, malicious, uh, just um, there is no word to capture how evil it is to have the schools getting in the middle of that parent-child relationship and saying to the child, well, little Susie, I see you really like sports more than dolls. You know, you really, you really might be transgender. You, you really might be a, a boy after all. And so we can help you. And a suggestible child, a child is maybe feeling a little bit left out or doesn't have enough friends or the right friends or a happy life. These are powerful suggestions the school is planting in these young children. It's an agenda. This sexual grooming, this transgender grooming is an agenda. It is not just allowing kids to be themselves. It is an agenda. That letter I read to you is a sickly, manipulative, uh, just luring, affirmational, don't worry, kids. You know, the first thought you've had, you might be trans, you might be non-binary. I'm right with you. Ignore your parents. We'll take you along that path. Is a, a, a path of misery for almost everyone in that condition, that transgender condition. 
instead of letting the normal process of maturity, of parenting, and of just of life grow up and helping kids grow up. It is a, a, it just is the most evil interference with the normal and healthy growth of children, leading people to what I'm going to share with you next, which is, uh, this is a video that is available on YouTube, uh, and it is a clip five, and it is a video where you see the product, you see the outcome of this poisoning of children's minds with transgender grooming that is starting so young, and not just transgender grooming, but grooming kids into being obsessed with their identity being linked to some new word, some title, some category, previously non-existing, that defines their unique sexuality. It's a perverse oversaturation of sexuality and a perverse enticement of children to turn out to in life where they're so confused they can't even function like a normal person. Clip five. And I'm Eva, a sex researcher. She and her because I'm a woman and when I was your age I used to be a girl. Gender is how you feel on the inside about whether you're a boy or a girl, a man or a woman. If you're non-binary, feel like neither or both. People can also be fluid, feel more like female, more like male, on a, based on a different day or time. It's really individual. Absolutely. Everyone born with a vulva is a girl. True or false? Or identifies as a girl. Not everybody is sure, and that makes sense. But our genitals actually don't determine our gender. So some people born with vulvas can be boys. Gender-creative parenting is a better option for parenting than assigning kids genders at birth. Hey, Davey. Yes? If a person doesn't feel like they're a boy or a girl, what do we call them? They. What are your preferred pronouns? Uh, they, them. These are not my preferred pronouns. These are my pronouns. Mappa, Nini, Nopa. Nori, Opa, Pere, Pom Pom, Zaza, Zizi, Trixic, Toric, Feminomoric, Viramoric, Allosexual, They, them, theirs. They're customizable. Anything can be a pronoun, really. Neurodivergent, noun self pronouns. Animal, noun self pronouns. New pronouns. So gender dysphoria. Gender euphoria. I describe myself as agender. What is androsexual? Gender queer person. Homosexuality. Bi doesn't really fit them. Lesbian doesn't really fit them. Pan, asexual, etc. Asexual, demisexual, and cupiosexual. Autosexual. Ace flux. Asexuality and allosexuals. Neuroqueer. Grave sexuality. And demisexual. Okay. Those kids came from American schools and American culture. All of those people you just saw, we're, you know, we're about out of time, by the way, before I, for our radio listeners, and I guess you're already gone, Mr. Radio listeners. I wanted to play that for you because I think it's important to understand there's a consequence to what schools do. You end up with people like you saw in that video. If you missed the video or you want to watch all of it, it's linked on our website. I'll tell you one last quick thing before I turn to why it matters to you. There's a great piece on our website. You can read it yourself. It's a mother's substack. And she's writing about the idea, the fact that her child, her daughter, entered a new school in which the school had a profound push on the idea, into the idea of transgenderism. And now her daughter and all of her daughter's girlfriends, all of her friends, her pals, have all decided they are transgender. Transgender advocacy by schools is child abuse. 
Transgender advocacy by schools is poisoning the minds of children, and it is advocacy, and you end up with the absurd situation this mother is describing where her daughter and all of her daughter's friends all have announced they're transgender and trying to go down the path of following that. People, it is it's flat out evil. It's flat out evil. Well, I'm about out of time. In fact, I'm a little bit late doing it. At the end of every show, I tell you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we started with truth explosion. America rejects the hard left. Gallup polling continues showing America is ideologically steady, leaning right, 37% moderate, 36 conservative, equals 73% of Americans, largely alike. 27% liberal, no numbers polled for um, actually, it was 25% liberal. I think there were 2% that didn't answer or something. Anyway, hard left has had wildly outsized appearance of strength and influence because of control of big tech, Hollywood, media, and academia. Leftist hysteria over loss of censorship control at Twitter is accelerating the awakening of Americans. Many never realized how determined on one side the censorship had been. Trans obsession is a prime example. 0.4% of the population, aggressive trans grooming is an offensive and troubling turnoff to at least 73% of Americans. The tide is turning in America. Americans are rejecting the hard left. And on uh, Disney and DeSantis and Twitter and Netflix and CNN Plus, Florida's parental rights bill has galvanized the vast majority of Americans. Even a little common sense is enough to reject the sexual grooming of little children. Netflix airing Pregnant Man series produced in Japan is triggering more subscriber losses. Never has been and never will be a pregnant man. Believing otherwise is a mental illness. CNN Plus fails after $300 million spent to get 10,000 subscribers. Bots don't pay and real people won't pay. Teachers Union President Randy Weingarten says Florida Bill is the way in which wars start. Americans are increasingly replying, no, Randy, a hard left installed government determined to govern against the will of the American people is the way in which conflict is fomented. And on the sexual grooming pandemic, babies and young children do not naturally hate anyone. Babies and young children do not naturally obsess about sexuality. Hate and sexual obsession have to be taught for children to even entertain them. Public schools now erupting with children claiming to be trans because that's the effect of teaching and grooming and call it that. American parents have had enough of the leftist nonsense that encourages sexual grooming of children. The left has gone too far. Americans will not compromise on this nonsense. In the last story, Christianity is termination for cause. Actor Chris Pratt under fire over Christian faith in Hollywood is not acceptable to Hollywood. Pratt attends a Christian church that is not fully woke according to the LGBTQ, etc. activists. Leftist mob demanding Pratt be terminated from existing engagement and ultimately terminated from his acting career, yet another marker of the totalitarian left's intolerance for anything but absolute obedience to approved secular thought. Any divergence from approved thought brands, brands you as a hater. This is unsustainable. The American people are rejecting it en masse. Thank you so very much for tuning in to America Can We Talk every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. America, can we talk truth about America? <laughs>